Hello and welcome to season 10, episode 11 of Permeated in God's Presence. If this is your first listening, what a time to be here. I'm so grateful for you and I pray that God reveals himself to you through this episode and even as you catch up on previous seasons. And for those who are already family, I'm sure you know by now that I can't say this enough. I love you. Thank you so much for constantly listening and sharing. God bless you. My name is Titi Reju, a proud Jesus girl, finding so much joy in sharing the word of God as the Holy Spirit helps me to encourage someone out there with the word. I'm constantly learning to be very intentional about prophesying the promises in the word of God as I journey towards understanding his will and purpose for my life in different seasons. And that right there is the core of this podcast, Ministry. Thank you, God, for a new day and a new week. We bless your name. We thank you for how far you have brought us, O God. My prayer is that as we listen to what's on your heart for us this week, this moment, Lord, I pray that we will not be hearers alone, but doers in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hello, hello, hello once again. I hope your week is off to an amazing start. Every time I ask this, I genuinely want to know and would love to hear back from you. I don't know how we're going to have to do it. I don't know how. I think we need to figure out, you know, how to make this happen, right? But I'm so glad for the new week, which happens to be the final week in the month of August. Like how beautiful is it to just, you know, be on the second to the last episode of this season and just so grateful for everything that God has brought us through. You see, it has been such a huge, huge, huge blessing. And if you know the way I've been clinging and saying, Father, please release everything that you trust will be timely and profound for us at this time. And I pray that none would elude us. You see, God is truly so merciful, so merciful. It's how he never leaves us hanging, never thought to leave us, you know, without help. And so he gave us the best gift of the Holy Spirit to help us, you know, sense and know firsthand what is on the heart of God, how he's feeling, what he thinks, and, you know, just all that great stuff. It's such a privilege, I tell you, it is. So I particularly love what God has impressed on my heart for this week and cause it's so real for you and I, even today. You see, we currently live in a world where even we believers think it's okay to let certain things slide, especially the things that do not please God. We're so accustomed to this permissible culture and God's call to you and I today is why wouldn't you find the boldness to stand for what I've called you to fulfill here on earth. You see, we have no business trying to fit in so much that we overlook things we shouldn't even permit in the first place. Now, you see, God is here to strip someone's heart of the excesses you tolerate. So as I studied Revelations, oh, thank you, Jesus, because this is going to be one beautiful message. God help me. As I studied the book of Revelations and, you know, pondered on the letter to the churches, I got stuck at chapter 2. First off, well, I didn't get stuck. The Holy Spirit sort of arrested me there. Maybe I'll put it like that. First off, you know, I love how God expressed himself in 
different dimensions to all the seven churches particularly in chapter 2 he says i am the one who holds the seven stars walking amongst the seven golden lampstands you know i paused at every expression and asked god what does this mean and what are you trying to say to us in this season and i heard very strongly in my spirit that it's not enough for you and i to just do right by god all by ourselves and keep it moving okay it's not enough to just do right by god sometimes the only thing that god is waiting on you and i to do is to come into the understanding of your function as a lampstand your light is not for you the light that he's giving us to shine when you say i am the light of the world you are here to light up the world not just for yourself so it is for everybody and anybody around you to see the light and be guided by your light. You see, more and more we believers let things slide simply because it does not concern us directly. But I've come to say to you today that we are not called to be selfish and watch others go astray. So you cannot just stay in your own little corner and say, well, you know, I'm doing all the things that please God. I'm serving him, I'm praying, I'm fasting, I'm helping the needy, you know, just doing all I can as at when I can. But then other people around you are going astray. But let's just even go deeply into the, the key things that God dropped on my heart. And I'll start off with illumination because, of course, we already started to speak about light and what it really means to be light, right? You see, the stars and the lampstand represent illumination. So when you're walking in a space where there's light, for example, then suddenly the light goes off, right? You don't walk as confidently and as boldly as you did when you could see where you were headed you know you'll be way too careful to avoid you know maybe you don't want to bump your head or you don't want to hurt your feet so i mean it, it gives me it gives me an idea of you know when we're younger and maybe you're suddenly doing something or you're somewhere then you know nepa takes the lights which if you're not nigerian it's when you know the power goes out and everywhere is dark so you won't just keep going as you were okay so it's exactly what our work as believers should be you know, the word of God says, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light in my path. So when God expressed himself as the one who walks amongst the lampstands, he's looking on us to shine our light in a world that is constantly trying to make us see otherwise. In fact, this was his letter to the church of Ephesus. And I remember him saying in the word, he said, you know, if you do not turn your ways and repent, I will come and I will take the lampstand away from you. But I'm sure that's not what you want. So we are called to be lampstands, to shine our light in the world. The golden lampstand is not a, you know, bespoke, aesthetically pleasing piece of God's pleasure, you know, that's just described in the book of Revelations. No, it's who you and I are here on earth. And like a lot of believers think, we're so much more. And if you ask me, there has never been a better time to be more for God. I don't know, there's just something so profound about the season and times that we're in that you can't just not be burning for God. You know, most importantly is how many more people get lit from our lampstands. You know, how many more lives are changed and restored simply because you held up your lampstand. You know, Isaiah 60 is a charge to arise and shine for your light has come and the glory of god is risen upon you 
May I just add that um, our function as a lampstand starts from the depth of our intimacy with God. Because you just don't wake up one morning and just become light. Uh-uh. It will be such a struggle to burn for more of God if you're not learning to love on Him and just stay with Him more. So it's sort of like an inside-out thing that what you shine is as a result, is a reflection of what is happening on the inside. So that fire on the inside can and should light up the world, not the other way around, okay? Another thing that got dropped on my heart is a call to boldness. It's a call to boldness. You know, when God promised us in his word saying, I have not given you a spirit of timidity or fear, but of power, of love and a sound mind. It's because he knew that standing up for the things of God in a world that is filled with the enemy's agenda will be tough. So I say to people, be expectant for seasons of persecution. I mean, if you haven't been talked down at, disliked, you know, where people disagree with your views and your standards, then you haven't chased God enough. Because when you are chasing God relentlessly and standing by his word, and you're not trying to waver in the things we believe, you would see that the world cannot agree with you because the world and God are not the same. You know, I just love to say that opposition is not justification to permit or conform to the ways of the world. It's your premonition to stand firm and be bold for what you believe. You know, I think about Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego and how they stood firm for what they believed as crazy as the consequence seemed. I mean, like this was face to face with death, literally, and they said, so be it. We trust that we have a God who would save us. But even if he doesn't, so be it. So for a lot of us, you find yourself on this journey where you shine your light. But at the slightest opposition, you deem it. You know, you don't want to come across as the one who is doing the most. Forgetting that exactly what it takes to run the race that has been set before you. You know, the beautiful thing about God is he's already prepared our hearts for the hurdles, the many tests and trials we would face simply because we choose to be more like God. So I've come to encourage you as I do same with myself. Be bold for Christ. The enemy isn't shying away from the many subtle tactics. You see, the enemy isn't shying away from the many subtle tactics used in distracting children of God in these times. The enemy is so bold the things that we hear about so wild. So why do we as believers want to keep concealing our faith? No. No, we are called to be bold. Again, I just want to also speak on the fact that what you're permitting or what you're letting slide could be a problem. What are you permitting? What are you letting slide? What are those things that you're filing on that? Ah, it's not that deep. So let's spend some time on the many things that Believers have, have let slide, you know, because it just looks so normal. It looks so normal. And then we say, oh, it's not that deep. Listen, even when you do right by God, or at least you believe you're doing all the things that you should do right by God for his pleasure and for his glory, 
what you permit around you or let slide can be what God has against you. And I'll break it down. You know, for a number of the churches, when you study with me the book of Revelations, between chapters 1 and 3, right, the letter that, you know, was written to a number of the churches, he said, look, I see you. You are doing great work, being faithful, patiently enduring in faith and trust. But I have this charge against you. I paused and I said, ah, with all these great things, after all these good works. And the Holy Spirit said to me, it's not enough to do right by God in your own ways, but permit what isn't of God from others. And I'll say that again. It's not enough to do right by God in your own ways, but permit what isn't of God from others. You know, what the angel said to these churches was this. He said, as good as your works are, you are permitting idol worship. You are permitting sexual immorality. And looking away, acting like, you know, it's not your business. But I hold this against you because that is not how my lampstand should function in the world. You can't be called to eliminate and then be looking away. And that's why boldness is so needed because it is with this that you are able to react and say no with your full chest to what isn't of God. You know, I was sharing in the gathering the other day that your circle of friends should know you to an extent that if I bring this thing to Titi, will she, you know, pacify me and let it slide? Or would she be sure to bring on the God perspective? People should not just be able to bring anything in your presence or say anything in your presence. Not because they think you're a judgmental person, because the plan is not to appear as such, but it is that they know that you're firmly rooted in the things of God, that you don't see things any other way other than the way God sees them. You know, would they bring their gist of cheating in marriages? You know, oftentimes, and let me just give this as an example. You see a group of friends, let me just use guys as an example. You know, guy friends, and they'll say, oh, these ones are good guys. You know, and then they have a couple of them in between that are cheating on their spouses, right? But they tolerate it. You know these things, and you know that this person that I hang out with every now and then, you are cheating on your wife, you are cheating on your husband. But you are not bold enough. You tolerate it. You know, you still roll with them. You permit these conversations. No, that's not who you're called to be. So when they bring their gist of their lifestyle, can they expect to receive the godly perspective of these things? Or do they just see you as somebody that, you know, you're of God, but, you know, you also know how to, you know, accept these things? Because that's what the world wants of you, to not be firm, to not have a side. So I just want to say to someone today that don't be that person who permits others to conform to the ways of the world, but is not able to lead them right because you don't want to be tagged spirikoko, like your own is too much. In the big scheme of things, my friend, you are better off being tagged as such than letting others continue in the path of unrighteousness. So remember the Israelites, for example, when they got to the land God had promised. The real trigger of their downfall started from the tribes they should have cast out but stripped off, you know, and stripped off their altars. But they didn't. They allowed them to stay. And so when the angel of God came, he said, look, 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 I brought you out of the land of Egypt for you to cast out these people and take territories. 
not for you to come and blend and you know permit them and say oh you know what it won't be nice if if we chase them out let them just be there by the end of the day these people ended up being the ones that you know diluted them with things that were not of god and then this was how they went knee deep into idol worshiping so yes what you tolerate can mar you even in your circle of friends don't go being liberal or neutral or whatever english there is to it about you know things that god expects you to have a side on have a side have a side you can't stand on the fence god is not in between and that just brings me to the final point i want to i want you you know to hold on to it's that you can't stay on the sidelines you can't be in between with god you know as i continue to study the book of revelations what truly stood out was how the angel sent you know, letters to the seven churches and all of these letters had a clear warning to six of seven of them only one of the churches was god pleased with through and through and you know they didn't only receive this message but god you know said what he also held against them so he said you know this is what you're doing right but this is also what i hold against you for them to change their ways so i've come to say to somebody wake up reaffirm your commitment to god love him like you ought to don't be in a place of spiritual lukewarmness that is not a position even the bible says it you can't be you can't be lukewarm you know being neither hot nor cold god has a side my friend you can't be in between the bible said you know he said you know since you are neither hot nor cold you're lukewarm i will spit you out you know when he said speaking to me very specifically about sidelines it was at the start of last year if i remember it was at the start of last year and i couldn't help but share with any and everyone in the place of prayer because a lot of times the enemy makes you think it's okay you know to just sell in between but that's the lie of the enemy you can't be doing right and then watching other people go astray no it's very distasteful to god when we don't get on the track and run the race that he has set before us so you see being on the sidelines is as good as not being in the field at all it's like coming into the vineyard but not wanting to labor you know when the laborers were being called on to work in the vineyard you know at the very last minute at 11 hour he found some just you know lying around and then he said you know why are you standing by on the sidelines they said oh no you see nobody has called us to work and even at that time god you said you know what go in and they went into work and they received the same wages even as the person that started from the start. That is how merciful God is. So I've come to encourage you. God is merciful and he's still calling on you and I to get on track. In whatever area we may have, you know, experienced lukewarmness. For some it's in the place of prayer. For some it's in the place of, you know, having staying power. For some it's in your standards and your values. God has a side. God has a side and it's to be on fire for him, to be the light and shine brightly for his use and his glory. With God, brethren, I just want to say to you that it is all or nothing. Don't let the enemy lie to you. There are no gray lines. It's either black or white. You are neither here nor there. You are neither hot nor cold. And my prayer for you right about now, God, for everybody under the sound of my voice, is that as they have received what is on your heart for us in this season, my God in heaven, that you begin to tune our hearts to be more and more like you, to be hot and to burn brightly for you, to understand 
find our roles as lampstands here in the world to burn and to let our light shine before men that they may give glory to our father in heaven to burn so brightly that we understand our functionality we don't slip into that place of being emotional and then trying to conform and be liberal with the things of the world no i decree over everybody that by the power of god and the help of the holy spirit that you are renewed that your mind is transformed to be more like god and you will continually chase the things of god in the name of jesus amen i just want to say thank you so much for listening it's been so beautiful sharing the heart of our father with you on the podcast if you missed any of the previous episodes or seasons i really love for you to take some time to listen and i pray that god reaches your heart anew in that moment please continue to share with your loved ones and encourage someone out there with a word god bless you and remain in his presence bye